I read Foolish Times. I read Foolish Times in the office. I read Foolish Times in Atlanta. I read Junior Jokes in Foolish Times with my mom. I read Foolish Times when I should be working. I read Foolish Times in Hablo Español. I read Foolish Times. Are you reading Foolish Times? Pick up a copy throughout Monterey County and select locations in Santa Cruz. Laugh it up. Okay. <laughs> Here you go, dude. Are you ready? This is us, yeah. We're okay, on. set. Go. Cheers. Good to see you, Jay. Good to see you, Cheers. too, Stevie P. All right, this is our first. Sip. Here's to our first episode of the Foolish Times podcast. Yay, us. Yay. A nice summer day here in Monterey on the wharf. It is nice, isn't I'm it? I'm freezing. Are you? I'm so cold. Well, you know, we're going to edit it, so it's going to look blue skies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Well, I shave okay. my head. Underneath this beanie, I shave my head. And that's why I wear this, because if I took it off, I'd be really cold. I accidentally got a haircut today. Oh, And uh, I'm wearing this thing, so I have yeah. no hat. So it's like, <laughs> I got problems. All right. So, hey, this is our first show, and we have two wonderful guests today. And our show is going to be uh, done every two weeks. So stay tuned. Everything you see in the Foolish Times, we're going to do our best to talk about it here. And who are the two guests that we got coming here? Well, obviously, we had to bring Kevin Phillips on, who owns the joint. Who? Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips. Nice Kevin guy. Kevin Phillips. Yeah, Mr. He's Kevin been around Phillips. for a while. He's, He's a good guy. He's been around. A great guy. Uh, local guy. Owns a bunch of restaurants. Um, he owns Whaling Station, obviously Abilinetti's. He's got Rockfish out here at the end of the wharf. And he's got the Beach House in Pacific Grove. Yeah, and one of the things I want to find out about him is are these local specials that they got going on for everybody that's here local. So I'm very keen to understand what's that's going on. That's why we come here. That's good. They have a local special they're, they're here. Seven days a week. I like it. Every day. Every day. Every Not day. Not once or twice, just every day. And Jay, even we could afford that. I, <laughs> it's like 12 bucks, isn't it? You know what, though? Yeah, I, I, and and I answer this question. You bring a date to a place like this, and she looks at the menu. You're you're trying to impress her and say, no, we don't need the regular menu. We're locals. That's it. Give us a local menu. And does she think you're cheap or frugal? Or what does she think? Smart. 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 You're kidding Penny wise. Yeah. Penny wise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now. Jay, uh, we're just trying to mention that you're single. So we're trying to get, we're, 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 we're trying to enhance your life here, Jay. Appreciate that. Thank you no so problem. much. Where's the camera? Who do I look at? Where do I look? Where do I look? Oh, there, there, there. Hey, how you doing? Let me wink. Okay. All right. Now, back to this. Speaking of uh, improvisation, which yes. we just did, Maria we have Dawson. Maria Dawson coming Maria in. Dawson. And she's got a show coming up in July 22nd. Yes. And, uh, and she is an improv dynamo. Coach. 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 Coaches twice a, a, a month or a week, I, I guess, over at PG Art Studio. Mm -hmm. And we'll find out more about what she's got going on. What she's got going on. And her show is it will be at the Stanton here in Custom House Plaza. Oh, yeah. It's a great place. Beautiful 100-seat theater. And somebody oh. wants me, and they can't have me. There's a there's a caller calling in already. We didn't even ask for callers. Let's, Look at that. Let's find out who this is. <laughs> Hello. I, I'll take one other one. So we've been here for a while, as you can see, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. 
But who we have here is Mr. Kevin Phillips. He is the owner here at Ablinetti's. He owns a couple other restaurants that we're going to let him introduce to you. And uh, again, we want to thank you for letting us do this out here on your deck. On your, your favorite table. It's my favorite table, and you're definitely taking a risk. That's what we do. So you've been here for how long? Been on the work since 1996. Came down with John Pisco when he had Abilonetti, Bar Grill, and Domenico's across the street. So you were in junior high school? Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like a lifetime ago. But you're a local guy then? Local guy. Went to Super Grove High School, graduated class of 77. Whoa. In fact, the head bartender at one of our restaurants was in my high school class. Virginia so now University. he works, she works for you. She's the head bartender. Fantastic. So the Beach House, that is the restaurant in PG. Lover's Point. Lover's Point, beautiful. Historic location. Yeah. Upstairs. Upstairs, dinner only, starting at 4.30, and we have our Lover's Point Beach Cafe downstairs. Now, I've been there for your early bird specials. I feel young when I go there. <laughs> what are the lines like now? It's been very popular. We're going to be open 10 years next month. And right from, right from opening, we were very, very busy because we have this menu we call the Sunset Menu. Uh, it's an early menu from 4 to 5.30 every day, mm -hmm. and it was wildly popular. So much so that we actually had to change the whole program last year because it took too much pressure on the kitchen staff. You can imagine, we open at 4, and within 15 minutes you get a whole rail full of tickets because everybody comes in and orders yeah. what they yeah. want, sandwich, I was, sand I was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's a local's menu. Matter of rest. It's available anytime that we're open. Oh, fantastic. No, no Did not know that. But we no longer promote it to the hotels right. or to the tourist trade. It's really intended for local. So we've seen a, a drop off in that kind of close. Now we move the opening time to 4.30 instead of 4 o'clock. So we come out here a lot. We really like your restaurant, and you got a great staff. The food's good. Uh, again, it's, it, what you do out here is fabulous for us locals. And we always say, well, we live here, and there's no questions asked. Again, they, they got to know us. So that's how you operate. Yeah, all you have to do is ask for a local's menu. Uh, no one asks you for driver's license to prove you're a local. You just have to know them. Okay. So you have uh, the beach house at Lover's Point. You have Ablinetti's, where we are right now, and Rockfish, which was, look, the old Rappas. And then you have the Jewel called the Whaling Station. So can I get a local special there? Yeah, what well, we have there called the Bar Menu. And it's a menu that you're only provided if you ask for it. Uh, the Bar Menu was created by the former owner and I when we reopened after re renovations in 1997. It had two items, blackened salmon and a steak sandwich. And on the plate, you also get a wedge of wedge of iceberg with a real Roquefort dressing and a big pile of French fries. And those are the two items. There's now over 20 items on that Whoa. menu, including sand dabs. Uh, so we have uh, uh, best French dip in the world, Fantastic. guaranteed. Uh, little medallions of flame and yon. Uh, a lot of great things. And Jay, you used to work for him. I used to work for him. He's a great boss. <laughs> <laughs> I say that just in case, you know, the insurance is, thanks. Never burn my bridge. Jay is also very personal, always a very personal guy, always a great city. Fantastic. And which restaurants did you work at? At his first one, 96, at uh, uh, Domenico's right here. Not to date us. But yeah, Domenico's on the wharf. It was beautiful. Bananas Foster, you still serving Bananas Foster over there? Um, I don't know connected with Domenico's, but I actually don't know. What about your restaurants? No, we do table-side Caesar salads at the waiting station, but no banana sponsor. Caesar salad. Awesome. Fantastic. So we just went through a really wet winter. So um, 
How was that? Your side's wet. You know, I've been down here 27 years, but there's a lot of guys down here who are a lot longer than me, and no one's ever seen a winter like this one was. Uh, every year we count on, from Thanksgiving to Easter, we count on the weekends. And almost all of them were rained out. All through December, all of Christmas week. Not only rain, but power failures. Uh, we average about one, what they call an atmospheric river, which is a long line of precipitation from Hawaii to the West Coast. We average one a year. We had, I think, 18 of them this year. It just seemed to never end uh, with trees down. The weather was so bad that sometimes I didn't open the restaurants. The three different days in December, we didn't open at all. Because wow. It was really too dangerous to come back and with the wind and the rain. I volunteered I for first night and uh, uh, setting up that day. And she said about six hours. It was about 10. And I remember standing in Alvarado Street, water up to my ankles, and she goes, set up that stage. I'm like, someone's going to die. <laughs> someone's, I mean, these bands are going to get electrocuted. New Year's Eve, the, way, uh, the beach house, we had 300 reservations. An hour before we opened, the power went out, and we never could open. Oh, my. It felt terrible for us. Because really. it was heartbreaking. But they stay with you. They did. A lot of loyalty to you and to them. The, and biggest, the biggest test of that really was the pandemic. What we had to do with these restaurants through the pandemic, it's hard to imagine ever mustering the energy to do all that stuff again. Whether it was takeout only or outdoor dining, then takeout only again, then back and forth, uh, masks, no masks, the whole thing. Uh, they, they did a marvelous job through all of the, all the good work. So that's your staff that did the marvelous job? The, the best example probably is the waiting station. We had no place to do outdoor seating. In fact, they did a full application with the city of Monterey to use the, the, the parking, parking place lot? in front of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a formal application. To this day, I don't have a response to that, by the way. But I asked the landlord if we could put a tent, believe it or not, behind the building. And he let us. We put up a 4,500-square-foot tent, and the staff recreated the interior of the restaurant, including the artwork, the bar. It was awesome. Uh, we had live music. And we ended up in there for nine months. Wow. But we had probably, live entertainment. Live entertainment. We probably would have had to close the restaurant for maybe a year. But there's there's an employee that's been there since 1970, a waiter. Another one since 79, but the, the chef's been there almost 40 years. Wow. So we kept all that culture and all those people together by using the tent. And then we were able to move back. So, uh, the, the other victim of that was our Rockfish Harbor Grill. So the Rappa family was there 63 years. We took it over in 2014. So we always, always talked about doing the renovation, or at least goes to 2041. So we had the time. We started that renovation about two months before COVID. So the eight-month program turned into 19 months. Jeez. Very long, very difficult, very expensive process. But now it's a beautiful new interior with all redone spaces. So we built a, a new lounge, smaller bar. Uh, we increased the size of the lower-level dining, which is right over the water, right. where everybody wants to sit. So have more flexibility with the seating there. So it's turned into something really special. Plus, you have a roof. We have a roof with a walkway that uh, about a million people a year walk up there to observe the harbor. Uh, the, re the restaurant seating, every seat has a view of the harbor. Because it's L-shaped. It occupies the, it occupies the entire end of the pier. So every seat is above the water. So okay, location. summer's coming. Uh, this is actually, we are bundled up, so it is summer. You have all the best locations, <laughs> by the way. We're on March 9th, so the coldest winter ever spent was the summer in San Francisco. There you go. And Monterey is very similar. So. Well, and Jay lives in Salinas, but he had to turn around halfway here and get a jacket. Maybe because he forgot he was coming to Monterey. There's a lot of jackets and sweaters on the wharf, too. Yeah. Very sunny in Salinas this morning. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nice. Rub it in. Yeah.
So. I, I think I think it's great. This is uh, I, again, this is a treat for us. I think it's going to be a, a, a treat for whoever is watching this, you know, around the world, local people. Uh, we've had um, a really nice response uh, locally. People that saw it and said, you know, "Where can I see this? Where can I watch this?" So um, it's going to be fun. We appreciate you doing this, and uh, again, uh, we appreciate you taking a chance with us. We promise to behave because you know Jay, so we have to. You can't fire him twice. <laughs> we're, all, we're all about everything local, so we love to support any kind of local endeavor we can get involved Yes. And Foolish Times is definitely a local endeavor. We are local. Yes. I got a couple questions for you before you get out of the hot seat. Okay. If you were to have one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, don't I don't want anybody else in the matter staff to hear it, but it would probably be with the waiting station and probably the steak sandwich. Ooh, the steak sandwich. It's, a, it's perfect a meal as I can imagine. Guess where we're going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's USDA prime sirloin steak on a piece of garlic toast with a big pile of french fries and then wedge salad with real world progressive. When we created that menu, uh, John Pisto was the first to serve a wedge salad in Monterey County. I mean, it's everywhere now, but back in the mid-90s it wasn't being served. He saw it in Chicago. And he was going to do it with blue cheese. And I told him, I said, John, my dad loved restaurants. And all the great restaurants always served Roquefort dressing. But it got so expensive, it all became blue cheese. So we made a Roquefort dressing that we still serve. Wow. <laughs> okay. Now. You've been in the restaurant business for a long time. You said you were in real estate for a while. But the first job <laughs> you ever had, was it in the restaurant business or something else? My very first job was working at A&W Restaurant on oh, Forest Hill, uh, washing pots and pans, and uh, I was 15 years old, and the, the two guys that did the cooking were, were guys who were going to NPC, the college, and so when the boss was away, they'd have me come over, and they taught me how to cook, so I'd do the burger, they'd just hang out and watch me cook the burger and stuff <laughs> while the boss was gone, and I just loved it, it was just a lot of fun, I made $1.75 an hour, Nice. and I loved Big it, money. and at that, that time I started caddying at Pebble Beach, and my friend who was also a caddy was bussing, he, he was a busboy inside the hotel. As soon as I went there, that was all I wanted to do. Nice. So, now that you've been in the business for a while, hospitality business, what's the best part of it that you appreciate the most being in the hospitality business? I gotta say, on a day to day basis, it's the great people that I get to work with. Because we, we get great visitors, lots of locals every day, but it's, it's, it's being around them that's the most special thing for me. Uh, our general manager, Stuart, here at Abilene, has been here over 30 years. Before that, he worked across the street, matter of fact. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves to be behind his bar. It's, it's all about hospitality. And I think every one of our restaurants, we have the best staff experience we've ever had at this point. Very cool. Train to retain. Yeah, I worked at a, at a five-star hotel once and, uh, in my early days, and they taught us three steps of service, and you guys do it very well here. The first is... Uh, 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 a warm welcome all right the second is comply to the guest wishes and the third is to bid a fond farewell and you do a good job with all that here. I think, yeah I think that with, when you talk about restaurants people like to have connections mm -hmm. and if they feel like connection to a restaurant whether it be food or the staff or whatever it is they're going to want to come back and repeat that experience and so we talk about that a lot it's like those connections and just taking care of people uh, my old partner Jim Gilbert the late Jim Gilbert uh, used to say just take care of the place. Just take care of the place. It was kind of a mantra. Just take care of the place. That's right. So at all these restaurants, what do you have time to do with your life? 
what better is there to do than this? <laughs> this is all I ever wanted to do. And uh, I just get my bicycle and I go among the restaurants. We've got a, a big group at the Rockfish tonight. We've got weddings over at the steakhouse tonight. Uh, we've got a wedding reception at the beaches. So, so I see you on your bike out here. This is your mode of transportation? Yeah, I park every morning at Lover's Point. And I get on my bike and I travel around between here and there. It's 10 minutes from here to Beach House. That's what he does for fun. And That's he drives, what he drives <laughs> to his new other jobs. I mean, people, people dream all the way around the world to be on the waterfront here. That's right? it. And I spend all my time on the waterfront. Don't take it for granted. Never. Kudos never for a single That's fantastic. Right. I never get up any day and feel like I'm going to work, honestly. So, in closing, <laughs> locals, if you're from here, come down and check out the locals menu at all of his establishments. And uh, the only locals menus that are offered every day of the week. Every day, every day of the week. week. Every, every day, day of the week. Every day of the year. So, if you've not been down to the wharf in a while, before it gets super busy, come on down. And even when it's busy, come on down anyway. That's right. That's right? for the locals menu, and I promise the waiter will not roll his eyes. <laughs> 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 and that's a wrap. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thanks for playing. This is going to be fun. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> you have notes. I have notes. Um, well, That's not improv when you have notes. Well, you know, this is my mission statement, <laughs> okay. so I like to have it handy um, because that's really part of who I am. So I like to actually relate to it constantly. So you asked me, how do you teach improv? And the answer would be, I just try to bring out people, their creative resources. I try to push them physically and emotionally and then we create fun exercises and scenes on the spot. And it's really fun. So, so who, who shows up for these? Oh my gosh. Um, the people show up for different reasons. Some people show up because they truly want to learn the art form of improv. They want to know the structure of it. Mm -hmm. And other people show up because they want to kind of keep, keep their creative energy alive. Because a lot of times when we're kids, we're, we're playful all the right. time. And we get to a certain point, and I think women more so than men, men stay creative, I think, a little longer because they go do sports and they're physical. And women kind of stop in, in high school time. And I think what happens is uh, they get a little bit more sedentary. So I think women especially take improv because they want to become more physical and they want to use their brains. And they their brains? Yes. Wow. Well, that's a, uh, that's a difference between men and women. Well, we just don't. I know, we don't use <laughs> our <laughs> brains. I mean, I mean, you look at us. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. Well, yeah. And That's you true, guys, true. well, all of a sudden you guys become mothers, and all of a sudden you become our mothers, well, and it's distracting to our lives. But people in general, Steve, forget how to play. That's right. They, they don't use that creative muscle. Yeah. And uh, uh, there are elderly people that like to do improv because it's really fun. Some of the games are really mental agility games, sure. if you think about it. So that's So as thing. we become more demented as we get older, it just <laughs> becomes a natural thing? Is that <laughs> I think that there was a study recently about how <laughs> improv really helps in uh, staving off 
dementia, ah. Alzheimer's. So Jay, you've auditioned. You you've worked with and Maria. And he saved off. He saved off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, and I'm not even going to touch that one. But yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. We all have our stuff. Yeah. They do. It definitely is, yeah. I mean, I, I don't... Uh, the thing about... <laughs> some people are just naturally funny, you know, and some people are... They need to kind of be pushed to So you said humor. physically pushed. What, what, you can't just push people these days. No, you, you don't You go to jail actually, for that. I, I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not you. <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of games that are... Yeah. <laughs> I always tell my students that nobody wants to see a talking head on stage. No one wants to see two people doing a scene where they're both just standing there talking. So when I say, you know, push them physically, get them to do something. Right. Some space work. Some so should we work. stand up? Well, move we, around. We could, but I, I don't know if we can. <laughs> okay. But to me, to me, the two keys to improv, to a, a really good improv scene, and something that, what was his name that was here before Kevin? Kevin, he said Kevin. connection, how yeah. people like connection in his restaurant. Same thing with improv. Right. If you can emotionally connect with your partner and physically engage with your environment, you're creating a story for the audience mm -hmm. to be engaged in. So that's when I say you're pushing physically, not just being a talking head on stage. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, did you teach in the high school ranks, the college ranks? I have uh, been teaching since 1997. God, you guys go way back to the I, 90s. I've been teaching elementary school kids. Uh, I've taught all ages. I teach adults, and I, I still teach in the elementary schools. Right. And I've done that for years, and I started out believe it or not, not really doing improv per se, but there was improv element to it. I did something called playback theater, which is... Was that here? I did it locally, and it was in Carmel, okay. Carmel Valley. And I'm sorry. At Cherry Carl <laughs> Theater, <laughs> when that theater was still there. But playback theater is really interesting. I, I think that was a stepping stone for me to do improv because it's basically having someone, and most times someone elderly come on stage and tell a story and the story could be funny it could be poignant it could be very sad and the players would now reenact that story right. and it became uh, very therapeutic for the person telling the story because they would look at you as a player and say you know you look like my brother I'm gonna have you play my brother oh you look like my dad I'm gonna have you play my dad so we would get on stage and reenact it and if the story was really painful or sad, like maybe their dog died, we would enact it as truthfully as possible. But then we could turn to that person and say, how would you like to see it the way you really would dream about it? How would you really have wanted it to end? And then we would play back, hence the name, oh. play back that. And we would have people crying oh. on stage because we could make a lost love come back. We could make a dog come back to life. A mother. You could say your last words to your mother. So it wasn't just bed. about comedy. No. It was about how you wanted yes. it to end. How yes. do you want your story to end? And, nice. I, and I want to stress that improv is also not always about comedy. Because we have very poignant scenes, very dramatic scenes. And people think you have to be funny all the time. 
you just be yourself. You engage in the scene and you're truthful and honest and focus on the actual acting and you'd be surprised. We're all funny. Funny will come out no matter what. Right. You don't have to try to be funny. In fact, never try to be funny because the audience can smell desperation and it will turn <laughs> them off. They will hate you if you try to be funny. So never do that. So is it also about timing? Uh, timing is, I mean, some people have that naturally too. Some people have natural timing on stage. Uh, timing is an element of improv. I don't teach it a lot because either you do it or you don't. But, I mean, there are there are uh, interesting things you can do with timing, especially uh, pauses. There are right. dramatic pauses. Let the audience absorb it. Absolutely. Do you have a list of conflicts that you bring up on stage for people to play out? Oh, that's so interesting that you say conflict because it's one of the things I, I try to teach and try to ingrain in players because a lot of players have come from an old style of learning improv that they think a problem or a conflict is really important to introduce early in the scene. And audiences really don't gravitate toward that. They want scenes to start out kind of positive and then go somewhere, lead to a conflict. And, and problems in improv are good as long as you can yes and the problem. Here's the problem with that is right. I can I can talk and yes. let's talk about yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. talk about yes and okay uh, when the pandemic hit Jay we're gonna we're gonna be billed for a psychiatric <laughs> appointment on this you know that <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right when the pandemic hit I could no longer teach in person so I went to teaching what's called zoom prop so I had a group of players and on the computer, and I, I had to really reevaluate. I totally hit a reset button with improv. And I was kind of inspired by the movie Moneyball, the mm -hmm. Brad Pitt movie. Great movie. A great movie. And he turned baseball on its ear by challenging the way they valued uh, players in baseball. Mm -hmm. He looked at the statistics of base hitters. All versus, analytics, right? Yes, right. versus home run hitters. Okay, and I. But thought, no, no. Brad Pitt played a character, though. Yes, he played a character. He wasn't really Brad Pitt. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> he was a character. I understand. Okay. <laughs> okay, but it inspired me, and and during <laughs> that. <laughs> your 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 whole thing about Brad Pitt. Well. Get over it. I love Brad. Your Pitt. Your husband's gonna watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway. Jay's got his thing about Brad yeah. Pitt, too, but that's another uh, story. <laughs> so I decided during that pandemic, that two-year, I hit a reset button, and I said, I'm going to challenge the status quo of improv. And I said, what is this yes and? And if you really think about yes and, it's more informational. Right. If, I, if you say something, I go yes and. You say something, I go yes and. It's very boring, Okay. However, <laughs> however, I thought, you know, uh, students and coaches and directors, they ingrain it in their students. It's almost like we're being brainwashed to say yes, and, and it's been completely misinterpreted. And what you're, you're trying to do is yes and the reality of the scene, but you're not yes anding every little thing that your partner says. You don't want to take it literally. So you can say no? 
You can say no. So you can go in another and direction, bring it back that's in. That's the thing. No, no uh, improv coaches want you ever to say no on stage. Now, let me give you an example. If I'm pointing a gun at you, I'm saying, give me your money. You're not going to go, yes, and I'll be broke. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to say, no, don't kill me. Take my ring. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I can't get my ring. Actually, I've been you know, in that situation, right? yeah. and all I said was, you're really upsetting me. <laughs> I have other things to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, Not a smart move on my part. <laughs> all I, all I, I lived. Yeah, I lived. Yeah. yeah. It got, it got, it got weird. Yeah, it got weird. Yeah, it got weird. All I'm saying is, it's okay to say no as long as you're moving the scene forward right. and you're adding new information to it, and your scene is truthful and honest, and you're, you're, you're focused on the scene and it's real. You're never going to say yes to being shot. That's all I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. Very are we are we going to have an intervention here? Is that I what this if is? I could turn the mindset of every director and coach, improv coach, and and because to tell your students to say yes and, and they do it in scenes. You're, you're on stage and they go yes and and it was like. Huh. No. Yes. Are you, still doing, are you still doing the Zoom prom? No, I did it for two years, and I went back to in-person teaching, and I teach at the PG Art Center right. every Tuesday and Thursday did night. Did you get more people from outside of this area with the Zoom prom? Or oh, yeah, I people got people from all area. over. Yeah. Cool. So why yeah. you continue with the people from all <laughs> well, over? Well, <laughs> funny. Well, this is what so happened. Nice. I... I taught for two years, and, and some of my students got very good at improv, and they have kept it on. They oh. still meet for Zumba. I don't run it anymore, They're but doing I it on kind their own? of pass the torch. Oh, how cool. They continue to do so it. So you're doing it for the love, not the Benjamins. Yes, and that's another thing. Beautiful. I am really, to me, uh, it's an art form, and I don't, <laughs> I don't make much <laughs> money out of off it, but I love it so much that, to me, if you do something because you love it, and, and I don't feel like I'm working every day, I feel like I'm going to something that I truly love doing, and it's not a job for so me. So comedyvarietyshowcase.com yes. and yes. click the button and send money. No, just have it appear in my no, bank account. Just come to the show. <laughs> yes. And let's talk about that for a minute. There, yes. um, there is going to be a show at the Stanton Theater. Yes. The beautiful Stanton Theater mm -hmm. here in Monterey. Yeah. At Custom House Plaza. Yes. Seats a hundred. Yes. July twenty second. You were at 7 there for an open mic that we helped sponsor. Yes. And you fell in love with the place. Yeah. You I, just keep saying yes, and you well, said don't keep saying well, yes. I didn't say yes and. No. <laughs> okay. But, Steve, I have to tell you, I've, I've performed at that theater several times. Nice. It used to be the Dolly Theater. Yes. And when I was in another improv troupe, and we performed there. So I'm very familiar with that stage. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do, and, and again, I'm gonna, we're going to pick on Jay. Cause, okay. Because he's here. Um, so Jay recently auditioned. Yes. And, we're, <laughs> and he's still waiting for the email to show up. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, it'll go into a spam folder. You'll never see it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, with with the show that you're going to put your showcase, yes. what are you looking for? Oh, I look for anyone that does anything comedic. I, uh, you're in, Jay. Magic, uh, skits. I write a lot of the skits that go in the show. Um, skits, what else do we do? Monologues. Anything. Oh, we had a dog act. 
Dog act was really Wait, wait. I thought all girls were pretty in this town. <gasps> wow. You Ooh, went there. had wow. to. Hey, it's improv, right? <laughs> yes, um, and? Anything, anything. Look at that guy out there with his girlfriend. <laughs> wow. With the orange vest on. Yeah. Wow. Emotional support. <laughs> That's a Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey. Um, yeah, any, anything comedic. I'm always looking for anything new. I, I really would like to have a musical comedic act. That's one thing I was missing. We have Richard Stockton. Show. I've tried to get him in the past. Well, we could pick on him because he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's a great guy. Yeah. We'll get him for you. So, um, we got a little whatever. dirt on him. And of course, we have stand ups yeah. and, you know, we just, whatever, whatever pops up. I'm doing auditions right now. So for the next month or so, I'll be doing Could auditions. you Zoom an audition and they could, and Laura can pull the screen down and. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, usually the auditions are in in person, but I have had people send me little clips, right. video clips, and right. I, I viewed them that way too. So when you see the clips, it's polished or is it raw material? Uh, I've gotten so many different quality of clips. Some uh, can't even look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in person, it was raw. <laughs> And she had trouble looking at it. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Close your eyes, but you can still hear it. Use all your senses. I mean, it's got to be um, uh, dangerous, and, and it's hard to get up behind a mic. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of courage. Yeah, you know what's funny is... <laughs> I, I do? I, <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I used to... Uh, my daughter was on a softball team, and I used to be their pitcher. Wait, wait, pitcher. That's, that's not funny. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> I, I was a pitcher for their team, you know. Weren't you a little old? Yeah, they yeah. had the parents do it. Oh, right? okay. So I'm doing it, and I would just be so extraordinarily nervous pitching for this team. I would be on the mound, and all these parents are watching, and they want you to pitch perfect to their kid. And I'd be on the mound going, oh, my God. God, I have to throw these strike zones, and I'd be so nervous, and I'd be saying to myself, I can't wait to be done with this so I can get on stage and be relax, <laughs> because that's where I feel the most comfortable. Right. On stage, I have none of that. So do you have a stage in your house? I do not. So when you talk to your husband about going to the grocery <laughs> store, do you pull out the mic, test, 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 one, two, three? No. Honey, here's your list, <laughs> and here's what we're, how we're going to do this. No, it's not no. like that. <laughs> no, the kids usually would hit me. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't aim. I've been hit so many times, but really, it was just terrifying to to do that, and it's just yeah. So you are you are a mom. Uh, Jay, yeah. Jay's a dad. Um, yeah. I've been rumored to be a dad. Um, <laughs> you don't know how many you have. Well, I know okay. I have at least okay. two. Okay. Um, two yeah, two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you read the June issue, uh, yeah. to Chucklehead, I'm not going to give it away, but oh. I did write about my two kids. Oh, good. I, I did, and yeah. uh, it's very funny. Uh, there are people who've heard the joke in different ways, but for those who haven't, you're just going to have to wait and read it. Oh. Um, it'll be in our e-blast, obviously, in the paper and other platforms, and you'll go, ha-ha, glad I'm not this guy. Uh, but, yes, yeah, somebody actually agreed to do that with me. Um, but you have kids. Yes. So... Happy Art. belated Mother's Day, too. Oh, yes, thank happy you. belated thank Mother's you. Day. And thank you, you too, Jay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
So do you, uh, what, what do your kids do? Are, are they in oh, entertainment? My, my older daughter is a psychology major. So she's, uh, <laughs> she's taking care of other kids and helping them That's with good. their problems because nowadays, you know, there's all... A lot of issues with anxiety and kids. There's and always been. Yeah, but it, it's it, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And my slow uh, pitch. <laughs> my younger daughter attends Cal Poly as an English major, and she uh, drives here every weekend and coaches the boys' um, volleyball team. She coaches the boys. Boys. How do they take it? Well, that was interesting because <laughs> they didn't know her, and she was she's very good. As a coach. And, oh, as. A player and a As coach. a player, okay. And so they kind of gave her the side eye when she showed up. And then when they saw her play, they, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so now, yeah. And she she gained a lot of respect uh, from them. And they're a great bunch of kids. And it, I'm very proud of her to have a woman coaching boys. I think it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. You and, know, and I don't know. Yeah. Jay's self-employed as an insurance guy, and mm-hmm. um, I'm self-employed, but I venture into other things, too, in my mm-hmm. office, and I work with all women. Yeah. I work better with women yes. than men for some weird reason. Yeah. Uh, I know my place. Maybe that's yeah. why. <laughs> if I knew that when I was married, I probably still wouldn't be married, but yeah. I would know my place. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's wonderful mm-hmm. that women are crossing over, and, um, and, and it's just people. We don't look at gender. It's yeah. people. It's a woman who has the skill to do the job. Yeah. And these high school kids. Yeah, high school. Are looking at her like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then they see the level of competency. And all of a sudden there is just this wonderful respect. And they get it. Yeah. They listen. Yeah. And that's, I've, that's I've, great. I've come up against a few walls being the woman director of Comedy Variety Showcase. Mm-hmm. And then the, the uh, director of the Improv Troupe. And mm-hmm. so... You know, I get a little bit of that side eye from men, but when they see what we do, then they realize, oh, okay, yeah, you passed. (laughs) So if we were to sit here today, and I I don't want to say if, because we are sitting here today, it's not an illusion, and we look out at the wharf, it's Sunday, Um, it is a beautiful summer day, and we're all dressed like it's like (laughs) winter. winter Yeah. yeah. So if you really want to come to Monterey, this is what you get. Um, and we watch people out there. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this on the phone. Yeah. About how I come to Abilinetti's on a Sunday mm-hmm. and we make fun of people out and think, what are they thinking? What are they doing? And you said you have done the same yes, thing. Yes, I've done that. Yes. Uh-huh. Definitely. So let's play. Okay. Let's play. All right. Jay? Yeah. We're going to play. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking? Well, who are we looking at? Uh, let's look at these two girls holding hands. Why'd you drag me here? (laughs) No, we're not going to do drag here. No. Look at this guy. guy. (laughs) How about the guy with the cooler? Oh, the cooler. Dead body parts. I I, I, I told my dad not to show up. He's just wandering around out there with that cooler. Poor thing. Where can I have my lunch? Yeah. Waiting for someone to catch one too many fish. This guy's wearing a mask with his son. He doesn't want to speak to him. No. No. He doesn't even want to be around him. Good thing mom's not here. Oh, that's right. They're divorced because of that. Yeah. Look at this perfect family all holding hands. Oh, wow. It's a chain gang. That's so cute. That's darling. I don't want to be that. He's the caboose. You forgot one. Yeah. (laughs) But they have many more. It doesn't matter. 
Now, what's this guy doing with two women? What, what's his story? I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Ooh, I think they heard us. <laughs> I'm afraid of that one. I'm not afraid uh, of him. I think he's here. Okay, well, that, that's good enough. <laughs> oh, I think he got in trouble. I, this no, Kevin's not can. here. We could do this. <laughs> oh what about this gal across the way? I mean, does she do yeah. this for a living? Does she actually do that? Which one are you looking at? That gal over there. Is that her? Oh, the one that works What does she there? do when she gets home? She goes, what do I aspire to be? Is this, oh, you know? Oh, phone's in the pocket. Oh, busted. Now, is that woman that came out, does she work here or is she a patron? No, she, she's working there. They're both working she's there. She's one of the women that try to coach, coax people into coming she's into the restaurant. She's short. Does that make a difference? Oh, are you talking she's about She's a boss. This? Oh, I Yeah, the short woman. Oh. She's definitely the boss. She's like, you need to talk to the people and get them in here. Yeah. There's oh, three yeah. people out there. Get at least one in here. Not a fun way to your job <laughs> hey she signed up for it yeah that's true it just shows that people will do anything for a living yeah. i mean look what we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there are no barriers oh, out there are there oh, i am living i am living <laughs> yeah. yeah we have a we have a pulse you know? okay well this is fabulous and so you are going to do a show yeah at the stanton and that is going to be July 20... Second. What? 22nd. 22. Okay. 22 at 7 p.m. Look at this guy. What was he doing out there? Whoa. Like Aquaman. He is Aquaman. He is, a, that, is that a good look? To, is that a good pickup look? <laughs> well, I mean, from a woman's perspective, what do you think? I mean... Would your daughters do that? Would you do that? God, no. No. Oh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you have a show. Yes. And it's going to be about improv. It's and you're going to write some of the skits. It's going to be comedy variety showcase. Right. And it's going to have skits and monologues and stand up. And, and it's going to have and improv. Hopefully music. Improv, hopefully music. Yes. We were still working on that. And uh, whatever it turns out to be, it's going to be fabulous. How many As, did you have last year? Uh, we had at least 10. Wow. It was such, um, we did two shows. They were both sold out. We had people waiting in line trying to get in. Some people paid to get a ticket just to stand outside of the theater. Oh, that's so cute. They just wanted to hear it, you know, because yeah. you can hear stand-up at least. Yeah. You can hear some of the things, but I felt bad. You know, I, I, I've had people videotape it Frank. on there. but. It never seems to come across as well. Nothing better than live theater. Right. And I've, I've seen videotaped uh, shows. I don't know. There's something just lacking in them. It's just, yeah. I don't know what it is. But I... The spontaneity. Maybe. That, maybe. Huh? There's something not there. And I haven't really been able to, you know, figure it out how to get it across through video. I have a doctor psychiatrist can work and tell you <laughs> where that is and what that may be oh. and obviously there's a med for it no but good for you Thank and you. you're going to continue doing this once a year twice a year yeah usually shows are once a year we could do it twice a year we could we we can we might we might we might yeah you know it's such a it's a it's a long process trying to get 
you know, and writing you material too. So, so what that. they audition with isn't what they end up on stage with. Uh, that's not true. I mean, people audition when they do their stand-up. That's their material. Right. Uh, the skits are usually mine, and uh, monologues sometimes are split. I do. I write those too. I have um, what's her name, uh, Sienna who did a great monologue, and I didn't write that one. She came up with it herself. And you're keeping it? Oh, yeah. She's, oh, yeah. She's keeping it. She's hers. good. Yeah. Now, is she part yeah. of your classes? No, she's Just a showed performer, up? part of CVS. See, Comedy Variety Showcase are different performers. The improv part of it is people I pull from classes, and I formed a group so new that we don't even have a name yet oh, let's and come up with a name i've been trying i've been trying i've been getting input from the players from people i know so what are some of the choices oh gosh i have a list of i don't have them with just, me i well, can't even tell just you just off the top of your head oh, gosh, just give us somebody three. said improvocative <laughs> oh i like that that was one of them oh gosh uh oh gosh doesn't work <laughs> No. I can't remember any of them. That doesn't work either. Okay, let's see. <laughs> the Absurdists. Uh -huh. I remember that one. You guys come up with some. Come up with an improv, improv group Nation. name. I like it. Improv Nation? <laughs> I like it. Oh, I had one. What was it? It was... Um, Oh, I came up with the comicals, and somebody said, no, if you use that, someone's going to call you the commies. Ah, yeah, we can't, we can't do that. I thought that was cute, though, the comicals. But when you look at Monterey County, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're in PG, and um, when, I, when I go through the tunnel yeah. into New Monterey, yeah. I expect to see, like, animated balloon characters, like in the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> and then when I get to PG, where you yes, are, yes. I find out where they live. You know, I just find that just a weird thing. Once I'm through the tunnel, my body feels different. It, wow. It just really does. And uh, the only normal place I find in PG is Grove Market. I just uh, go in there and yeah. play, oh, my God, I feel normal again. Just, uh, because it's just uh, just a strange environment in PG. Well, have you been to the PG Arts Center? I have been there, and Kim does a great job. <laughs> uh, I, I know the uh, – it's just – PG is just weird to me. Yeah. And um, – but – you know, on this side of the tunnel, it is different. Yeah. And we talk about Monterey County, we talk about the segmentation. You want to draw from all over. Oh, yeah. Are you drawing from Salinas? Are you drawing from Marie? Are they coming? Uh, I do have players that come from Salinas. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't ask players where they live, but I just know some Are of they afraid from. that you might, like, go to their house? <laughs> it's 5 no. o'clock. It's dinner time. You're hungry. I do a drop-in class. So they ah, come in. Yeah, a drop-in for in, dinner. They sign their name. They Give me their email, but I, I don't ask them where their house is, so, okay, so you no. Have a <laughs> you do yeah. two, two days a week, right? Two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 7.30. It's 10 bucks, and you have a great time. And that's the only location that you're currently doing it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you do another location? I've been asked to do another location, but keep in mind I still have a day job where I teach kids right. <laughs> in elementary schools. So I'm at Robert Down. I also, I also teach for the city of Monterey, and so my, you know, my plate's full. And now I've got auditions going on, and you know, the show. There's a lot of things. There's happening. a lot going on, but yeah, I'm always open to teaching. 
That's fantastic. Uh, on that note, so second is comedy again. Yes. And uh, I've loved schools of comedy well in the past. And then so right now, uh, looking at together this such a close comedy clinic group. Sorry to put the cage together on that. But um, you want to meet like twice a month, once in Monterey and once in Smith. Oh, nice. Get a group of people together to, you know, bring their jokes and kind of polish them within a group of people that are witty, you know? It's like a round table? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to name it right now. It's like a I'm going to give it a name now. Ready? Give okay. it a name. What is it? The Wittaholics. <laughs> the Wittaholics. Wittaholics. <laughs> okay. Those are so witty. <laughs> yes. Wit is important. Okay. But, um, but no, uh, so that way... And then eventually we just create a culture of, of comedy, people mm -hmm. comedy mind, you know, yeah. there, there, you know, there are already, I went to two comedy shows last night in Sanitas. Oh, nice. There were three comedy shows in Sanitas last night. Oh. I was amazed. I can go to all of them, but it was good. Yeah. Oh. Hey, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, right? And that's why Frank, he's amazing. <laughs> you know, Frank Envision in the house. Thank you very much, Frank, for uh, all your support. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. But you know, when you think about it, though, I, I feel that Salinas is the market. Wow. You have 150,000 people there. Yeah. And you have people coming out of the woodwork to want to play. To, you got a younger audience. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe most of the people there have a pulse. You live there, right? Yeah. I most of, you have a pulse. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it matters. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're not going to go back and pick on PG anymore. Yeah. We're not going to. Yeah. We, we're done picking we've on PG. We've already done that. Shall we go we've into Carmel that. in the Valley? <laughs> we, we can do that, too. Um, but uh, I believe that. That's why I asked. The market, I think, is Salinas mm -hmm. for just the sheer number of people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep in contact. Keep in contact. Yes. With me. So what are you going to do differently than what she does? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a I do stand up, I do skits, yeah. I do monologues, I do blah, 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 blah. I, right. yeah. So we'll, yeah. Have to, we'll have to connect some more. Yeah, okay? definitely. Well, maybe we need to keep her out of Salinas, Jay. <laughs> you gotta get her to come out of Oh, I like that too. Does she have the right paperwork? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go in we the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere the around trunk. Toro Park, they might uh, stop us. And I'll put, I'll stick my hand yeah. out. Yeah, need papers. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. You're our show. welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Good. Thanks. You're welcome. That was fun. Thank you.